Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. With me this evening is Dan Slobodian. Hello. And also we have a very special guest. The first time a non-Sith Taker has agreed to join us on the podcast. Welcome to Jess Rushworth. Hiya. Before we chat to Jess, I want to talk down a little bit about the reveals we've had this week about the next wave, which is we're hoping is going to drop in March. Uh, we had some stuff about the Republic forces. Is there anything that stood out to you from the reveals we had on the FFG site this week? Yeah, so as when we were chatting about it as a team, there were a couple of cards that people had asked us to take a look at. The first one being Synchronized Console. So I'll just do a quick read. After you perform an attack, you may choose a friendly ship at range one or a friendly ship with Synchronized Console upgrade at range one to three and spend a lock you have on the Defender. If you do, the friendly ship you chose may acquire a lock on the Defender. So a good way there of passing target locks between your ships. What do you think about that, Bob? It looks kind of situational to me. Mm. It really does look super situational because the the conditions you have to fulfill to pass the target lock around look a bit extreme. Yeah, certainly having to purchase multiple copies of Synchronized Console for your squad to make the most use of it is really going to depend on how much the card itself costs. If it's three or four points, having to take multiples of it is quickly going to become pretty unviable. So I think it will have to be a nice cheap upgrade. Anything, I mean, fire control system could be pretty good with that. Yeah, that does uh, go quite well. You can use fire control system to re-roll a single dice and then pass that along to a different ship who can do the same thing and then maybe pass it again even. So that would have some good synergy there, yeah. My other thought was, because you don't actually have to have it on a ship if that ship is at range one, uh, it would be quite good for a swarm if you just have a support ship in the middle of a swarm, being able to pass it to another one of your ships in because they tend to fly close together could be a, a good use of it there as well. Okay. So a little bit cautious about synchronized consoles. Uh, mm. Anything good in the in the reveals? Well, there's been a fair bit of chat about something called spare parts canisters. So that is a modification that requires you to have an astromech equipped. And if you do take it, then you can do one of two things. You can either do an action to spend one charge to recover one charge on one of your equipped astromech upgrades, or a different action to spend one charge to drop one spare parts and then break all locks assigned to you. So I should also mention that the card itself has just one charge on it, so it is a one use only. But what do you think of that? Well, I've got no clue how they're going to cost it. Mm. Because you've got R2-D2 giving you not just three regens, but four regens potentially. Yeah. And if you can go into the proton torpedo joust able to ditch the target lock then all of a sudden it's absolutely gold i can see it maybe even contributing to the the pilot skill wars again if your wedge is cheaper than their wedge and you can go in and ditch your target lock mm. then it's it, it could be absolutely tremendous or i suppose true. yeah the, the last wedge to move is going to be the one to have the target lock so the action isn't going to happen there were a couple of new droids also revealed, uh, astromechs, I should say, um, which were which are quite tasty as well. One of them is basically a mini layer for a single ship, allowing you to reduce the difficulty of a maneuver. It's got two charges on that, so 
possibly having a third would make that really good. And then another one that's sort of watered down contraband cybernetics allows you to do an action even when you're stressed after you fully execute a red maneuver. So again, having an extra go on that could be pretty decent. The other thing that I think a lot of people are overlooking is the fact that you do actually drop some sort of token. I think it says drop your spare parts and it does appear to come with a spare parts token. So we don't know what that does, if it's a new debris field or maybe with some new rules entirely. Oh, yeah. I've just looked at the picture on the, the reveal and yeah. there's something quite interesting looking like a weird tiny debris cloud about the size of, of a dial on there. Yeah, so that interesting. Could be really interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see what that does if it's got any funky effects, but could be some uh, interesting stuff going on in there. And from a game design point of view, it would make it easier to attach a points value to that card. Yeah, absolutely. It's because that actually is the real benefit, all the all the target lock nonsense. That's mm. really interesting. I'm quite excited about that one. Yeah, should be good. Okay, well, we've got the benefit of having Jess joining us. Jess, welcome. Hiya, thank you for having me. The real reason we've got you on is an undisguised plug for a very exciting event that is coming up in the, the next couple of weeks. Loads of the Stockport Sith Takers getting ready to make their move 40 minutes up the road to Preston to play in a tournament that you are organising. Just give us the details on that. So we're organising a Ray of Hope charity tournament, me and Lewis. It's for myself because I'm running the London Marathon at the end of April for brain tumour research and the community are so good at coming together and helping people raise funds for great causes. Brilliant. There's Mind a Facebook page, I think. Yes, there is. Ray of Hope Charity X-Wing Tournament. It's been plugged absolutely everywhere, so I'm sure you can find it on one of the main UK <laughs> groups. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And is there a particular reason for your choice of charity? Yeah, absolutely. My aunt has had a brain tumour since the time that I can remember and she's currently undergoing hospice care. So I ran it for the hospice a couple of years ago to raise money and funds for them and now I'm running it to actually hopefully stop people having brain tumours in the future. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so when is it going to happen? The Ray of Hope tournament is happening on the 23rd of February. And um, that's going to be over at Harlequins? Yes it is, Harlequins Preston. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to going. And the main reason, you'll be delighted to hear this, I spent today when I should have been working, I spent my morning working out a list that had no blokes in it whatsoever, um, which I'm quite pleased. <laughs> yeah, it's quite weird. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's, I'm quite excited by it. What is the, the special list building feature for, for Ray of Hope? You have to have at least one female pilot in your list. And the reason we've done that is because, to be fair, there is loads of really cool female pilots and we were just like, let's plug them. Okay, yeah. I will put money down now that Lewis is going to fly Whisper. Oh, no, I don't think so. He's got his new list up his sleeve, put it that way. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I was so shocked today when I was looking through. And it is quite an interesting challenge because there's some obvious choices that I, I steered away from because they were blokes and they were not coming. So I've got, yeah, three female pilots in my list and I'm, I'm really looking forward to flying it, actually. It's a really kind of weird challenge to list building. Yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it. And it's interesting to have women involved in the game in the sense that 
it's still very much a sort of minority thing to to be female and playing X-wing. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you've got going with I think the Rays. Yep, that's one of the reasons I set up the Rays is there are women out there, but we are just spread currently quite far across the country, apart from each other. Okay, and how how many are you strong with the Rays at the moment? We have got at least 25 ladies in the group and we've actually branched out. We've had someone join us from Portugal, someone join us from Spain. Yeah, we've got about a good 18 in the UK at the moment. And the main reason for me starting the raise up was if you have a girl walking to your club, you can turn around to them and say, there are other ladies that play this, join the raise. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be wanting to play play competitively it's just there are other ladies out there who do play and do travel and do do tournaments so you will meet them at some point but in the meantime get to know them on the internet i'm speaking to you as somebody who had his backside handed to him at nationals by a female player and <laughs> you, you obviously like male players women are good bad indifferent at x-wing and do you find it sometimes weirds weirds the blokes out when you turn up at a tournament um, I'm lucky, not in that sense. If if it is, I don't personally notice it. Obviously, I notice sometimes when I go to events, I'm the only girl in the room, and I get quite excited if I meet other female players that I've never met before. <laughs> um, it's always a nice novelty. But I personally don't notice it, and I think the reason is, is because Star Wars is so heavily female-orientated with its characters. It yeah. preaches equality, Star Wars. There's no such thing as aliens in Star Wars. Everybody's the same. You have Rey, you have Leia, you have Osaka, you know, you have all those people who are great characters. So I don't think the community as a whole isn't bad for ladies. There just needs to be more of us. Well, there's a lot of sort of father and son teams that play X-Wing of of all ages. You know, you you get nine-year-old guys turning up uh, with their aged fathers but there's less mums involved. Do you think there's anything that the community or event organisers could do to make it more family-friendly? I think the tournaments that I've been to have been very family-friendly. I mean, I'm lucky enough to know a mum-daughter that come along to X-Wing fairly regularly when time allows. I know a father-daughter that come along to X-Wing as well. I think it is actually a family-friendly place. As I say, I've personally never had that bad experience only thing I think we have to do is maybe sometimes moderate our language around these around younger younger people, but I'm I'm just as bad at doing that as the men, so I can't complain. <laughs> it's it's a, a man only thing. Or a family friendly podcast, so keep yourself under control. Okay. Um, <laughs> is there anything that players should do to make women feel more comfortable when they turn up to play the game? Just treat the person across the table as another player. Just because I'm a lady doesn't mean I don't want to be treated exactly the same as the guy you've just played before. Yeah. I've only ever had one experience where I made myself go, oh, hang on a minute. And it wasn't personally, I really don't think it was done out of malice at all. And it was just an offhand comment. And all it was, was at my first ever event, I did a hard turn the wrong way and flew a full health ship off the board fair the player across from me the guy was like I know you meant to dial it in the other way you you can turn it back on and it because it was my first big event and it was Euros I was like no 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 don't worry I I put it dialed it in that way 
only fair. It's flown off the board. It's fine. And the next thing he said was, when I play my girlfriend, I'd let her do it. And I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you're trying to be nice right now. But if he'd have turned around and said, if you were any other player, I'd let them do the same. I'd have most probably taken that move back and, and flown onto the board. But it was like, why are you oh. treating me different because I'm the same sex as your girlfriend? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? It wasn't done out of malice, I don't think. It was a, a meant to be a genuinely nice gesture. But just think, like, don't offer me something because I'm a girl. Offer me something because I'm a, a player, an equal. Yeah, yeah. And we're all here to have a good time. And if it's, you know, if it's something you do for everybody, do it for me. If it's not, then don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's definitely the way to look at it. I've got to say, it's something I've struggled with ever since my first ever game at Worlds a couple of years ago, when after I played a sort of 4 foot 11 girl who was local and she told me she played maybe once a week and she didn't really know what she was doing and that game lasted 15 minutes and I scored precisely no points and it turned (laughs) out that she spent her time practicing with Kevin Lines who ended up finishing the finals of that world and it just made me realize leave preconceptions at the door and speak to the person yeah yeah it was very much the moment that I decided yeah I've got to give up any sort of preconceptions about people so we're all going to come over to Harlequins really soon. Yeah. We're looking forward to that event immensely. I forked out the extra money to include a T-shirt with my ticket. The T-shirt looks really, really cool, and I'm, I'm quite excited to be getting that. Are those still available, Jess? They are still available, but no longer at the discounted price. The pre-order's finished for those this weekend, but people can still buy them. They're now £12.50 just to cover postage to go out to people's home address if we can't get the late orders done before the event. Okay. And previous events at Harlequins, you've had the re-roll bucket. How's that going to work? We do have a re-roll bucket. It's 50p to re-roll all your dice. You can only re-roll your own dice and TO has the final say if we get into the silly situations. But any money (laughs) will be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Well, kind of sorting out brain tumors may be more important winning the next ring tournament. Yeah. (laughs) And okay, I'm going to be bringing cash. I'm definitely bringing cash because my dice are horrible. (laughs) I encourage everybody to bring cash because you never know when you might blank out and you haven't got heroic in your list. And do you have to re-roll all the dice? Yes, absolutely. You see, I can see myself forking out the 50p's until I get the triple crit. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. (laughs) That's a brilliant thing. That's a brilliant, brilliant thing. Okay, so really looking forward to Ray of Hope. And we will be speaking to you all next week. That's it for this episode of Snapshots. And thank you very much indeed to Jess for coming on and being the first non-SIF taker to speak to us. You're absolutely welcome. It's great, great to be part of it. Thank you to producer Tim. And goodbye from Dan. Bye-bye. Goodbye from all of us. Bye-bye. like a woman